What's up, guys? Welcome to the Seamless Garage Podcast, where we talk about the automotive field. We talk about being a mechanic in general. We talk about the mechanic life. We talk about building project cars, anything car-related. And we also talk about life advice and how to improve yourself in life. So, on this episode, we're going to be going into something. I was fired up. I was fired up because I had a I had a older man, an older gentleman, um, talk some mess on us younger mechanics and technicians. So, if you want to hear my take on it, and you kind of want to hear uh, how stuff like that goes down, and it's it's a it's a common thing that younger mechanics deal with, which uh, is very disappointing because it's going it's what I think discourages people from getting into the field in the first place. So anyway, without further ado, we're going to get into this episode, but before we do, please, please make sure that you share this with anybody that could uh, get benefit from it, and um, if you do enjoy it, make sure that you start following us if you haven't already. Make sure you're liking, commenting, subscribing. Let's get it going. Let's get a conversation down in the comments if you're on YouTube, but without further ado, let's get into it. guys this one's gonna be short and sweet this is something that i've been wanting to talk about for quite some time uh, it's something that gets brought up every now and then um there's this there's this i don't know i don't even want to call it a war because it's not really that big a deal but if you're in the automotive field and you're a mechanic then you know what i'm talking about if you if you turn wrenches then you know exactly what i'm talking about when i say that you've got old heads and you got new heads, right? And I'm sure it's like this in every field, but there is something in this particular field, in the mechanic field, with this ego thing, okay, where, uh, and I, and here's the deal, I respect my elders to the utmost. I respect my elders 100%. In fact, you know, if it wasn't for our elders, we wouldn't be as far along as we are. You know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, uh, know what we know and all of that good stuff you know what I mean all of my mentors are what I would consider old heads but the theory and everything else is still there you know what I mean all of the skills and everything is still there times have just changed um and so don't get me wrong I'm not some new age guy either but I'm just saying there is this battle that goes on where old heads seem to think that there's no more mechanics New, the new guys that are in the field and what I mean by new is like I guess probably I don't know 10 or maybe even now 15 years into the field or or younger okay so anything below that or 10 or 15 years into the field they seem to think that these guys don't know anything including myself okay um, I had an old man tell me the other day he was like hey he was like I got out of automotive I was a mechanic, and I got out of automotive in the in the 70s because uh, the computers started controlling everything. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, all right, well, God didn't want to embrace technology and didn't want to embrace the fact that the field was evolving and that vehicles were evolving, and he didn't want to evolve with it. I can understand that. That's fine. Don't want to get with it. That's, that's fine. Um, but then he went on to say, do y'all even have any mechanics anymore? He was like, uh, 
sorry, I'm just using another voice, but he's like, do you guys have any mechanics anymore? He's like, because y'all can't seem to figure out anything. He's like, he's like, uh, back in my day, real mechanics could walk up to a car, listen to it, and tell you what's wrong with it. Well, for one, I know that's not true. Maybe some things you can tell by listening to it, but uh, that's all wives' tales whenever you hear about a guy that goes, I know a mechanic that could just listen to a car and tell you exactly what's wrong with it. Dude had a lucky guess, or he knew that particular problem very well. That's all that is. Um, so people will, will mis, misinterpret that as that guy is just a, as a car whisperer, right? But anyway, he was like, they'll walk up to it, listen to it, and know what's wrong with it. And he's like, nowadays, with all these computers, all y'all got to do is hook up a computer to it, and uh, and the codes will come up, and you just read the code and see what's wrong with it. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, man, this guy don't understand. I was like, sir, I was like, let me explain something to you. And let me t- And also, let me tell you that this happens all the time. This is a common thing. This is a... If you're an old head and you're listening to this, please let me know how you feel about it and let everybody else know this is this is a common thing. I get it all the time. It was way worse when I when I looked younger and I was younger. Um, now I don't get it as much, but I still get it because I'm still a young looking dude and and uh, you know quite frankly I'm young compared to somebody who's in their 70s or 80s. But um, the thing is, the thing I was saying is that I was like, hey man, let me explain something to you. The DTCs or the codes, they don't tell you what is wrong with the vehicle. They do not do the diagnosing for you. The, the vehicle doesn't do the diagnosing for you. It's just like if you went to the doctor and said, hey, I'm having chest pain. That's basically what the code does. The code goes, hey, I know that I'm having a problem in this area. Okay? That's what's going on. And so I explained that to him. I was like, look. Uh, excuse the road noise. I was like, look. The DTC just gives me an area to look. I was like, I still have to diagnose. I still have to know what's going on. I still have to figure out. I still have to know about vehicles to know what's missing or to know what's wrong or to know what's not right. I still have to diagnose vehicles and know what is supposed to be proper for them. I still have to know them. still have to understand them. And, you know, here's the deal. Like I said, there's an ego in this field. And here's the deal. Uh, you put up your best guy. You can put up your best guy from the 70s, 80s, whatever, against me. I'll go toe-to-toe with him, and we'll diagnose cars. I'm cool with it. We can go back to carburetion if you want. And that way, we can. it'll be a level playing field. We'll diagnose a carbureted car, and then we'll diagnose a fuel-injected car. And I'll go toe-to-toe with him. Because let me tell you right now, I don't care that uh, back in the day uh, Johnny Whippersnapper used to used to diagnose stuff over the phone I don't care okay let me tell you right now cars have gotten way more complex much much more complex than they were back then that's why people got out of the field I'm just gonna be brutally honest about it that's why you jokers got out of the field okay it's because y'all couldn't handle the heat because now there was electrical stuff in the vehicles there were computers that y'all call them um, there were ECUs and uh, wiring going on and you did not know how to diagnose uh, your way out of a wet paper sack let's be honest let's be honest here you didn't know how to diagnose and you didn't want to have to learn you didn't want to have to put your ego aside and say hey I don't know this so that you could learn it because you can't learn something without admitting that you don't know it otherwise 
you will not learn about it. So, let's be honest here, guys. You guys didn't want to stick around because you didn't understand vehicles. Now, here's the deal. There's, Like I said, I learned from... My mentors were old, what I consider old heads, but they decided to evolve. They decided to learn the new stuff, and they decided to embrace the change in the field because they truly love it, just like I do. Just like I do. I don't think it's going to happen, but people do think it's going to happen. We're going to change the EV vehicles, and that's going to be EV only. If that happens uh, in my career, obviously, I will move on over to EVs and start working on EV vehicles, but... I don't think that gasoline vehicles or diesel vehicles will die off in my lifetime. I don't think that will happen. I don't see it happening. Um, I mean, only time will tell. I have no control over that. But to my knowledge, I don't see that happening. Um, I don't see it happening at all. But I just don't understand what this is. It's a common thing. If you're a mechanic, you already know what I'm talking about. You're either you're on one side or the other of the fence. You either, you either seriously uh, do not like the new guys and you think that they're not any good and they can't learn, or you're on the other side and you're the new guy and uh, you've learned and you, you've put in your due time most of the time. And, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be those guys out there that didn't put in the time and they're diagnosing everything based off of a code and they just pull the trigger. You know I mean? They shoot from the hip on their diagnosing. And uh, that's where these old heads get their stories from, is guys like that. Um, that is one problem that I will say. That is one problem that I'm pretty certain didn't happen back in the day. I don't think back in the day, if you didn't know about mechanics, you didn't know about cars, you didn't touch them. Because it wasn't as easy to get involved. I do think nowadays, with the code readers and everything, anybody who owns a code reader, you're your local O'Reilly's, your local ABC, this kid that's never even touched a car before, but he works at a parts store, can hook up to your car, see a DTC, and try to tell you what's wrong with it, or try to tell you what part it is, what part to replace. And uh, that's something that you couldn't do back in the day. You, you kept your nose out of it if you didn't know anything about vehicles because there was no code reader to hook up to see. So I get what they're talking about, but at the same time, Come over here in our world and try to diagnose. Come over here and actually diagnose a vehicle. And instead of replacing the part that failed, find out why it failed. That's a true diagnostic guy right there. If he can tell you why that part failed, and he can fix the problem that caused it to fail so it doesn't fail again. That is a true mechanic right there. If you want to know what a true mechanic is, that's a true mechanic. Um... So I, that's my little rant there. Like I told you, it wasn't going to be very long, but it's something I needed to get off my chest because I've heard it throughout my career, and I've had enough. And uh, I wanted to air it out on this podcast because I feel like um, some of uh, my listeners are on either side of this of this fence, and um, I just want to air it out and make it clear that it's not as simple as just reading the code, okay? You got to figure out what's wrong with it. You got to actually diagnose the vehicle. Um, but you know, I'll probably make another episode on the different levels, of different tiers of technicians that I think there are out there, or mechanics, I would say, or people who think they're mechanics. Right? Um, all you got to do is say you're a mechanic, and you can get you a job. 
because they've got to figure out whether you are or not. You know what I mean? They've got to hire you, and then you bring all your tools in, and then you got to do a good job. And uh, it'll take them a while to fire you too if you don't do good. So it's easy for a guy to live out here saying he's a mechanic, but the real mechanics know who's who. The real mechanics can tell right off the bat. The real mechanics can ask you questions and uh, find out whether whether you know what you're talking about or whether you just bluffing to try to get a job. So if you don't know what you're talking about, just stay out of it. And I'm talking to the parts guys too. If you're in the parts and you hook up a uh, code reader, you better just tell them the code and what it means. Do not tell them they need something to be replaced because a code is not a surefire diagnosis. It doesn't even mention a diagnosis. It's just telling you where it's having a malfunction. That is it. It's quite simply a malfunction code. That's why it's called MIL, malfunction indicator lamp, right? So when you have that diagnostic trouble code, all that's there to do is help you uh, narrow down the area that you need to look. Um, but we can get deeper into that into another another podcast about diagnosing and about the fact that a code can mean something in a totally different area, and uh, and you won't be able to know it until it's too late. You go down the wrong path and you find out it's in a totally different area of the vehicle that's actually having a problem. Um, I've got plenty of horror stories when it comes to that. Um, but at the end of the day, you've got to know when you're going down a rabbit hole and when you're not. You've got to know what you're doing. So at the end of the day, guys, I guess my message is don't let these old heads get to you. And if you are an old head, just understand that uh, we are, we're out here killing it too. You know what I mean? We may be young, but we're out here killing it too. And we know cars. You know, I know I can speak for myself, and I'm trying to uplift everybody else as well that's listening to this podcast. And... Um, just know that we're trying to improve ourselves and be the smartest that we can so at the end of the day just learn the system i'm just going to leave you with a message if you're a mechanic and an aspiring mechanic or you're already in the field and you want to improve yourself learn these systems constantly be evolving and constantly be updating your knowledge on the systems of the vehicle if you understand that full system and how everything functions, there's no way that you can get stumped. There's no way that you will there's no way that you can misdiagnose, okay? Because if you understand the system to its fullest extent and the way everything is supposed to operate in normal operating conditions, then you'll be able to find out what's missing or you'll be able to find out what's reading off or you'll be able to find out what is not there. Okay, what what is what is going on? What's reading wrong? Um, what's not doing its job? Uh, those type of things. But if you understand that system, you can't go wrong. So I challenge you. If if you're a technician right now, a mechanic right now, I challenge you. If there's a system that you feel like is your Achilles heel, or you just feel like you don't know that much about, go and study it. Get in the service manual. Get in the books. And study that stuff. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of YouTube videos out there. If you if you come to me with a topic, I'll make a YouTube video about it. But um, just know that there's plenty of stuff out there for you to learn these systems and, and get that knowledge under your belt. So that even though you may not apply it in the next 30 days, um, you'll be able to apply it at some point 
and it will make it will improve your efficiency it will make you so much faster on your diagnosis therefore getting the car sent out quicker and that's what we want at the end the end of the day right we want to get cars out and we want to get them fixed right the first time with that being said guys i appreciate y'all listening to my rant i hope you got something out of this and maybe this motivates you to improve yourself and uh, we'll see you on the next episode later